Welcome. Please wait while we verify your identification. Access granted. Welcome to WolfNet. Dragoon pilots are so good because we prefer spending money on training instead of death benefits. Colonel Jamie Wolf, Wolf's Dragoons Outreach, 19 December, 3049. You're listening to WolfNet Radio. Welcome again tonight. I'm Matthew Bloodbath Barons. Tonight joining me for co-host, we've got Aaron the Coach Kroll. Welcome to the show again. Hola. And Silent Sea Raven, Tommy Kruger. Hey, how's Welcome it going? Welcome to the show again. Good. No dirty heat sinks tonight. Nope, 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 nope. And blasting signals all the way from Minnesota, we have Andrew the Minnow Crow. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Tonight, we can start off with a fun subject of combo checks. Uh, We've been looking at teaching young players and getting the old players back in. Does anybody have any new players or some old players they've brought back in lately? Keeping the nation alive with battle tech. Um, I don't think there was somebody that came in the other day to the store and asked what battle tech was. I was like, "Oh man, look out!" And uh, so I kind of went through and just you know, kind of discussed what the new uh, box set was coming out and showed him yours, Matt. Uh, he looked. He sounded pretty excited. Uh, he didn't have time to like set up a full game or anything, but I said uh, try to I'd try to get him there Thursday night, but I don't think he showed up. So, um, but he was definitely interested. So hopefully that will uh, turn out. He'll show up sometime this week. Um, I told him about the Facebook page and everything else. Hmm. They say where he was from. Uh, I want to. No, I don't think. He didn't sound local, or like Orange City, but... Uh, <laughs> he didn't have the Iowa shoes. accent, or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't have any wooden shoes? No wooden shoes on. No, he didn't have any wooden shoes uh, on. We but, love uh, and welcome a well-diversified playing atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's about it. Other than that... Um, Matt and I, I mean, basically, I mean, we got to talk about old guys getting back into it. We played, uh, <laughs> we streamed a game. Um, yes, we did. And that was a lot of fun. I had copious amounts of enjoyment with that. That was a while ago. That was like a couple months ago. No, it wasn't no, a couple wasn't. months ago. It was like a month ago. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was going to say four weeks, at, four weeks at most. Two is a couple. But I think we're going to we're gonna try to do more of those. Um, I think Alpha Strike is primed to do... Um, like live YouTube stuff. Uh, we had a couple people on the chat, and it was kind of fun to go back and forth uh, with those guys. Um, but it's also nice to have like a record of the game, period, uh, all the time. So we're uh, in the future. Look out for more of that. So how how difficult was that to set up? You guys just use a basic webcam, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. Did you guys just do a a top down, or was it a 45 degree angle, or, or how um, did you? I believe it was a table. 45. Yeah, it was a 45 angle. degree down. Um, and then Aaron what I did a... is I do an, an overlay on, um, I use XSplit, which is kind of an overlay deal, which just gave me like some darkened areas on the sides. And then I had what mechs we were running. And you can get into more of an overlay, but it kind of requires 
someone to always be at the computer kind of thing. Like, if you wanted to keep track of how many armor and structure was there, it probably wouldn't be really hard to do, but at the time, we were just just trying it out. Um, but uh, it worked yeah, out pretty we were well. Moving, we were moving pieces and jaw jacking. That was, uh, that was yeah. The, yeah. the gist of it, and it worked really well. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it went pretty well. So, And, man, YouTube is struggling for Battletech. Uh, games so yes hopefully we'll be able to be able to pump one of those out every once in a while so yeah hopefully we can continue doing but yeah, this it, at least it was pretty much a just a just a regular webcam it wasn't anything fancy or anything okay i had uh i've been bringing uh, dan from work uh, occasionally up to the shop uh he missed it this past uh week but he said next week he was looking at doing that again he wanted to actually uh try out another game and what two weeks ago i sat down with him with the box set and the beginner's box and went through him with him because he was interested to find out what's going on with what's coming out and he found it interesting to see the differences between the beginner's box and the box set the difference between the two max and the eight set <clears throat> and what sheets came with that classic and alpha strike cards so it was interesting where we did see a lot of deviation um, and Aaron and I did as well with uh, a little review and critique on some of those things too which obviously Andrew being you know well versed in all forms of Battletech classic and alpha strike corrected us on a few things that we thought was kind of askew, but maybe not, especially with like speed or movement or TMM. So it was interesting to see uh, new uh, players interested in, hey, what's this game you keep talking about at work? Or I just heard one conversation and, and asked you know, one question and then it just opened the floodgates on what what is out there for you know potential. And it's really nice to see as new players getting interested and the older players, you know, willing to stretch out and, and teach and, and have fun uh, getting them involved in that to kind of keep that alive. Anybody else had any, uh, I guess, outreach or newer players or getting some of the olders back in? I wish I could, but I haven't been, I haven't. I've only been to the game shop three times since Gen Con, so uh, I haven't played. Well, you're, you're 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 still doing a good job being a father, Tommy. So I uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know about that. But Give yourself some credit. I've heard but, I've heard uh, some good things. So not too much of tr- gameplay. I haven't corrupted their little minds yet on BattleTech. So. Um, Give me a couple more years. I know my well, four-year-olds yesterday ask about if they can tear my uh, old Tyco mechs apart, and they have destroyed completely one of them. But uh, I'm trying to save the others, so I just box them up, keep them in the basement. But they always ask, like, "Hey, can we, Daddy, can we play with your robots? You stop your robots." Like maybe, maybe when you get a little bit older, or if I have like a. A mage night one that can go away. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I took the boy and we went to Rochester and played a a company on versus nine uh, 
in Rochester with Max and Tim. So that was fun. Nice. My boy got to roll some dice, and it was fun watching him remember how to calculate the two hit. And yeah, so that was, that was a good time. Was Max moving his piece really well, or was he holding it up? It was interesting. I mean, they had 12, they had a Kirita sort of light unit that had a battle lance, a fire lance, and a recon lance. And they went against, I, I took the nine mechs that I bought, Dragoon mechs that I bought at Gen Con that were in the Misery Diorama. Oddly enough, Max hit me up two weeks ago and said, hey, let's do a, a game on Misery. Perfect. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> really convenient. So I took those mechs down, and <clears throat> we had equal PV, but I had that assault lance, so, I mean, that was 365 tons just in four mechs. And, but he had better gunners, but they weren't all on his heavy mechs. I had randomized everything. And I was, you know, I told him, hey, look, we got three less mechs. You've got better pilots. I'm just curious as to how this will play out. And they, I don't know. I don't know if I would have played it the same way they did. Um, there was a big level two in between us. And they kept hiding behind that hill until they, until he came over the top, and then everything was within medium range. And well, I throw a lot of dice at medium range with those four <laughs> heavy four heavy assault mechs. What did that assault lance cost you? Uh, God, I'd have to go. I'd have to go grab. Oh, I have it here. Just. Give me two shakes. <laughs> anyway, but we I had, know, an, I we had, saw we had, that, an, we had an annihilator amazing. in the group, and that's a six-six-six short, medium, or I'm sorry, five-six-six short, medium, and long. But he moves at four inches, right? So he was the the walking pillbox. Yeah, but, I think the CCG card for the card game says that it cannot. Uh, it can't block unless it's actually guarding because it's so slow. Oh. <laughs> Wyatt, Wyatt rolled really, really well, and he had a lot of fun with it. All of a sudden, now the Annihilator is his second favorite mech, so. <laughs> <laughs> What's his first? Atlas. Ah, iconic. Yeah, he had that, I would, uh, that old I, school, uh, what was it, the fourth edition box set with the Atlas that was kind of on fire? Uh, profile. Mm-hmm. I had a big poster of that, so he's had that hanging up in his room for a couple of years now. So, anyway, I need to f- I need to spend some time and get some canned scenarios together and, and get down to the uh, game store just down the road here and start doing something on a weekly basis or semi-weekly basis, so I can yeah maybe uh, drum up some stuff around here too. Matt. Matt and I and Tommy have been discussing like if we're we'd like to do something and, and I think going more object objective based um, is kind of the way yes. to go. It it adds a whole nother level of of play and um, it would it would be interesting. I mean we keep talking about it, but we're we're actually going to try to nail it down and actually try to do a whole series of uh, objectives. So did I ever did I ever send you guys? There was a cat 
that had a forum post. This was years ago. I still have it. I'll have to find it. But he had written out 12 scenarios already that were all randomized that you could roll on so that if you did a tournament or something like that or you just trying to create a scenario, you could randomize all of that and have that come oh. out. I was also looking at I was yeah, all, I like I'll, random. Remind me of that so I can get that sent to you. The other thing that I was looking at too was is all of the historical turning points or the um, objective turning points books or anything related to chaos campaign. There's a lot of objective type things associated in the scenarios there, like destroy the commander or you gotta get 75, 50% of your force off of your opponent's home edge or something to that effect. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about uh, uh, on coming up with a tournament set where doing those objectives and actually having objectives in place where you had to have infantry to accomplish the objective where people would be able to, you know, not take infantry, but know if that objective came up for me in a scenario, I'm not going to be able to achieve it. Hmm. Something like right. that, right? That would be one of the drawbacks of the randomness is you'd almost have to have a preset unit that has infantry or something. Well, and that and that was and that was the whole thing around you know my my thought process around it anyway was is to try and build up those scenarios. You know, have you know anywhere from 12, 24, possibly even 32 scenarios and have, you know, maybe a fifth or a sixth of them be infantry heavy or, or lean towards needing to have infantry to accomplish the major objective just to help that whole combined arms aspect so you don't have people showing up with all mech units. Um, because I think that's the beauty of Alpha Strike is being able to play combined arms and not have to have 19 charts in front of you to try and make sure everything is rolled correctly or critical hits are done that way. Alpha Strike streamlines all of that. I agree with that because like when we were at Gen Con and we were playing some of those offshoot games where we had hover tanks, heavy, um, that was uh, one of our concerns too is like where is this chart and how have we not seen it before of how to do some type of reactive damage or hey if a point of elementals is going to do physical attacks and uh, a mech is going to do a physical attack in the same hex how is that going to work so those yep. are those are some good things to have preset and, and worked out. Just like you said, you know, fine tune some of those things. That's, those are great ideas. And I think it helps teaching new players. Um, I know when we do our cadet uh, training program at Gen Con, um, that's more of. <clears throat> I mean, we take we take them from from not knowing anything to being a part of a large scale battle. Um, but when you're teaching someone like one-on-one -on -one kind of a thing, um, I think an objective-based uh, scenario, a uh, small little scenario like that is probably the way to go because it gives them something else to think about 
other than just rushing at their opponent and, and trying to fire everything they can. Giving a giving a play another option to win is always been more beneficial than I think just you know having them have a one out. Well, and I or, think and I or think taking all of your assault max out right away. And I think it <laughs> right. also adds. It, it, I like the idea of being able to win differently than be the last man standing. Mm-hmm. It's more challenging, more fun, more interesting, and you learn more in the process. It's it's a multifaceted um, training. And it's just more fun. I mean, it, some people get tired of just back on mech combat as well, too. To be honest with you, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you tired of the mechs? Not tired of big, stumpy robots, but I'm tired of just last man standing. I want to oh. try and figure out how to do other stuff. We uh, and, it, and it doesn't take much. I mean, put a put a building on there, put an HP value on it, and and say you got to stand next to this for such and such. I mean, the more in depth you go with it, yes, the better it is. I mean, obviously, if someone puts more time into the backstory, or you know, maybe what's in the building, I don't know. Maybe we got to scan it, or maybe <laughs> you actually have to get out of your mech and go down there and find out. Um, it it ups the game value and the experience the more you put into it but it doesn't need to be that like you can just say okay maybe a king of the hill or one of these mechs is the leader and you gotta you gotta kill that one before you can do anything else or something like that do um, you guys do you right. guys have a copy of battle troops down there is oh. is is that the that's is the that old the one? older yeah that's the old yes I Playing 28, 28 millimeter figures. Oh, yes, I have one right there you have on it? my shelf. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. So, how's this? How's this grab you guys? How about oh, we start working? Know. How about we start working on the ultimate game? Uh, are you are, are, are you, like you announcing this without a precursor? I was I'm, I just kind of I just kind of flopped that. Are down you stepping off the bus? I flopped that down on the table. I'm sorry. Uh, we're, we're it's talking, huge. We're talking it's about huge. it. We're talking about what, what, on, what on earth are you talking about, Andrew? I don't know. Explain okay. it to me. <laughs> here's where here's where you're going to explain it, and I'm going to mix myself one more drink, right? <laughs> so carry on while I mix. Mix. Mix away. So the game that I've been thinking about for years is creating a scenario-based where as a mech force, you have to invade a base and you have to deliver infantry to a building. And then once you're able to enter the building, the game would flip to an infantry-based game using battle troop rules or some sort of infantry combat and then flip it to be like a one to three ratio where we play three rounds of infantry to one round on the, the battle mech table and then you get in achieve your objective you got to get back out and you got to get your infantry off the table i don't know how well that would play but i think we could probably architect it in such a way that that could be a hell of a lot of fun it is it is one of those where you it's almost like incorporating everything battle deck like as much as you could 
And yep. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the timing I think is what's going to be different because you you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to, like, jump ahead in time on the battle troop side, whereas the Alpha Strike side, like, well, technically we're not even there yet, you know, kind of a thing. So, or, you know, and and I, I, I remember us talking about, do you do it in just phases? Like, just, you don't have, I remember we were talking to either one guy's in charge of the Alpha Strike army, one guy's in charge of the Battletech army, one guy's in charge of the uh, battle troops. That way you can have a, a six-player kind of game kind of thing. But I can see where if it's a one-on-one, -on -one, maybe you do it, you know, okay, well, we're in the building now. We have to go here. Um, but I, we've been talking about it for a while, and I thought it's, it's going to be awesome if we could pull it off. Um, I think that would really immerse someone into what it is to be a mech warrior or a, or a infantry, you know, or a tank driver or something like that in the Battletech universe. I think that would be fantastic. Have you guys, have either one of you guys read um, the Battlecore book, Feral? Nope. Uh, what was that again? The, there was, was that a short story? Battlecore, uh, Jason Smetzer, I believe, wrote a book titled Feral. It was a novella. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, that's kind of the scenario I'm talking about. Or, you know, that's a scenario that's ripe to be made into the scenario we're talking about. Right on. Anyway. Sorry, I went totally off track there, but... No, it's, it's uh, a good tangent. It, that is something that, I mean, if you guys are open to, you know, having a, a bi-weekly conversation about... Of course, we can't get together enough to do this podcast <laughs> thing either, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you're just going to have to move down here, Andrew. I know, okay? I know. So load up like 15 U-Hauls, and then since your mechs will be packed then, <laughs> then you can start moving your house. <laughs> hey, hey! I just had two new Catapult 2 show up yesterday, so I'm kind of excited about that. Did you see my Shadowhawk 2Cs? I did. Uh, I, I that saw I, that. I found for like eight dollars Ooh. yeah eight dollars they're even pre-painted i'm like super hey uh where do i, I where do i send the cash I'll, I'll tell you guys i got i got the <laughs> i had a a almost a complete meltdown on the first run of doing the griffin and wolverine but i got them cleaned up and stop the clicking is, your pencil I'm sorry. I, I just put it down. I saw myself do it. I just put it down. Put the tape measure away. <laughs> so I got and, the, and that little one more thing. That little your hard drive. That's my hard Tell drive. It to shut up. Yeah. Tell it to shut up. I can't kick it. Otherwise, it'll go away. Tommy building a computer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, my, it's time. Andrew knows how to build it's computer. time for a new machine. It's time for a new machine. You can build it faster and stronger. You have the technology. Yeah. I, I do not. I, I, I'd put building blocks together, and I'd still fumble it. I probably <laughs> just need to turn the damn thing off and blow the dust out of it is what I need to do. But I think that's the problem with mine. <laughs> now that I think about problems. it. Problems. Maintenance. Problems. That, that electronics maintenance. So anyway, Enthusiasm. You, you were saying something about something. Who was? Which one of us? Andrew. I was kind of done, I think. Oh, okay. All right, moving, moving along. Moving on. 
Here's here's a fun topic. Uh, name your favorite mech that has um, arms that can rotate to the rear. Rifleman. There's not a whole lot of them. <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, glass spider. Hmm. So it should have like see because because no the thing arm actuators because here's here's the kicker right both arms have to be able to flip if you're going to have flipped arms right not just one both because I think there's, there's some omnis that are that set up that way where they got one that can and one that can't really that's weird yeah. Well, you got inner sphere mechs. They got more armor on one side than the other, like the war dog. That's about <laughs> the only one, dude. <laughs> Man, I am drawing complete blank. Like you guys listed the two ones that I could first think of, and now I'm just like, I'm right, I'm right with actuators? You know, I've never thought of missile boats having... I mean, on the record sheet, rope. they do. You <laughs> sure? That's, I don't think in real life they do. I think that's an interesting interesting concept. I'm looking at it up right now. I think it's I think it's a dumb concept, because I'm pretty sure they're just <laughs> missile racks, and they can't move at all. Why not? <clears throat> um, I, I, the same instance where you don't see a whole lot of LRM-20s attached to arms I would think yeah you do see you I'm, do still see ammo in the center torso I would I would think the, the feeding mechanism for missiles if you had like a box that could just flip upside down um, well I mean, they also winner, talk about winner chicken dinner I mean they, they, they talk about a lot of ammunition feed systems that get messed up and yet a lot of you know ultra auto cannons or auto cannons are still like in the arm so Catapult does not have lower arm actuators. You can flip them. Yeah. 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 What? You heard you what I said. Well, why can't you? You guys are crazy. Um, I'm gonna, Certifiable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I've got documentation, too. You know what? I'm going to cheat and use Google. <laughs> uh, Old Zoldies but Goldies. Flipping. Max. <laughs> Google doesn't quite know what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I got another one for you. Guess oh, again. Oh, I got oh, another one. Oh, got another Black, one. Black Hawk. Black Hawk? No. Black Nova Hawk Prime? Yeah. Black Hawk has lower arm actuators. It does. I have another one. 20 tonner. Locust? There you go. Wow. Machine, the machine guns rotate. You can take the 1M <laughs> and the, the LRM-5s rotate. What, what about That's the Jenner? Bad. There. Do I win on that one? I will look that one up for you right Jenner now. Jenner 2C, I would bet. You goddamn clanner. There is such a thing hey, as hey, not hey, a clan. Hey, what? Why, why do you have to use God's name in vain for that? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my back. The penetrator? That's what she said. I know. Right? Hey. Hey. Easy. <laughs> I think I win on that one. Or the stalker. Jenner, but see, Jenner does see, rotate. 
nice. see these are some interesting concepts because I've never heard of anybody wanting to rotate arms of missile racks to the rear. Now, once they hear this podcast, they will. Oh my god, everyone's going to be like, my stalker can totally turn its freaking LRM-15 racks. I don't need to turn around. I don't need to torso twist. And that was the whole point of like classic is well. So are we? Oh, shoot, you're are we taking? Me. Are we taking nice. bets on the penetrator? Um, I will put a dollar that says it does. You owe me a dollar. Oh, fuck. Our I, it, <laughs> Wait, are we a children's safe podcast? I don't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> not after not after Andrew started us off. No, I did. I I definitely not. I set a bad precedent. I apologize. <laughs> well, you know, I don't have a padlock on my basement. <laughs> what in the God's name is this? I need this model bad. What about Which one? Gyre? I don't know. It doesn't have a name next to it. Is that the. Are you looking at Facebook? <laughs> no. Uh, the Stalker? These, I think it's one of yes. those drone mechs. Like, the stalker. Remember when they were talking a, about those? Yes. Well, you got to post it to the damn forum so I know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, That'll take like six years. You know how to work your keyboard. Look, it's the one that looks like a crazy ass spider. Oh, oh, the revenant. That could be it. Visit page. I have. You know, we, I we have, could probably do research all night during this podcast. I have and, four of them. And, and quite a lot of fun. I actually have four of those set aside to go with the Omega for doing the Battle of uh, Devil's Tower. Yep. Ooh. It's the Revenant. In Wyoming. You are correct. Yep. Oh. You ever, have, you ever, have you ever been to the Devil's Tower I, by Wyoming? I have not. It is quite <laughs> something to see. Let me tell you. Those look really cool. So no, they did a very so good now job with that model. They're, uh, they're a who, who is the artist? They're who is the artist? Pretty damn spindly, but um, let's see. This one was painted by oh, I don't know. Here's another. Tell me it's on. Oh, Here, by here's Peter Wart. Here's Peter Wart. Here's here's another fun tangent. Who's your all favorite BattleTech illustrator? Mine is uh, Matthew Clark. Um. Who's the guy doing Anybody all else? the new stuff? Huda. Steven Huda. That guy. That, he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> just because just he did the Marauder, I know. Yep. <laughs> pretty pretty yep. much. <laughs> Sorry, boys. i got to one-up you all, and I'm going to go with Scroggins, because he's done all the new scenes. The new what? Oh. Anthony Scroggins oh. done all the new art for the quote-unquote classics or the new scenes. I'm going with well, that. you're you're the only one that pretty much knows that because you you work for the company. <laughs> company I do not work for Kyle's. Let's make that perfectly <laughs> clear because that is in the in the contract. I do not work or speak for Kyle's. Okay, well, whoever drew this really? picture of the Marauder, that's the guy I like. Okay, is that the new scene one? one? Because that's Scroggins. Oh, okay. Here's another one right up no, your alley, no. Andrew. No, show notes. Damn it, stay on them, host. That, that, that I am. That's why it's... So uh, we've gotten a little tidbit of information that Master Unit List has updated the uh, values of their Alpha Strike card list. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <clears throat> and I think a lot of them have cr- increased 
Either by a little bit or a lot? No, actually, it's all over the board. Um, Not really an average. It's just kind of like meh. It's, it's. I don't. I. I don't. I wasn't let in on the rhyme or reason. Um, <laughs> but I We're do know. Coming, I do know that fast mechs were upped, and I. I went through our cadet program and all the mechs, and I actually had to readjust um, some stuff, and I had to actually swap out the take home mechs. Um, because point values were askewed that Askew. much. So <clears throat> thanks for doing that. Yeah, it was it was pretty was wild while I was sitting there looking at all that stuff and as the point values were coming in it was like wild, wildly different. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I mean I'm seeing I was seeing a five to seven point swing in light max. That's wow. a lot. Yeah, it was anything that moved fast. They got, they got neutered a bit, if you will. Um, I mean, I even saw some. I saw some heavy mechs that went down in value. I think That's what I clan, enjoyed. I think all clan mechs went up, which was a good thing. So, yeah. I liked it when you said that, like the Victor C uh, went down a hair. Yes, it went down a that, three or four points. That kind of excites me because I actually enjoy like those. I like those retrofitted inner sphere we talk, clan mix. We talked about this. The C is not a clan retrofit. We talked about this. I even sent you documentation. Go get another drink, Aaron. So yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, wino. We don't really have anything other than. You know, a couple, we don't know that every unit in uh, Master Unit List, we do know that Master Unit List is updated. It doesn't tell us it's updated. That is correct. No, it doesn't. That is correct. That was interesting, too, that I checked that today, too, while I was at the the shop. Like, oh, there's no flag on the website that says it either. You would think think on the homepage it would say, like, hey, here's our pink box that updates, you know. September or October sixth or whatever, we changed all the freaking. I think uh, there was a small. I think there was a small blurb on the forums that was that was as close as it got. I think. Hmm. Well, either way, oh, I'm glad that somebody caught it, so we wouldn't go, you know, plundering around with misrepresented battle values. You know what's <laughs> you know what's really funny though is is I pulled out some sheets here the other day, and I have. I actually have sheets here from the Quick Strike stats. Oh boy! Max printed off with the Quick Strike stats. The timber, the Mad Cat, or the Timberwolf for you clanners out there. The A variant in Quick Strike is twenty nine points. <laughs> now, what what do you mean by Quick Strike? So, the the way the the history of the way Alpha Strike came about was. Um, in strategic ops, there was a rule set that was called, um, I might be wrong here, um, Quick Strike, that was the genesis of um, Alpha Strike. The Quick Strike rules were meant to be kind of an in between of Battletech and Battle Force. And the player community got really excited with those rules and 
said, hey, we want a full rule set following this system, and this is how Alpha Strike came to be. So that first run, I mean, I still have the PDFs of the Quick Strike rules, and they put out the 3050 and I think 3058 PDFs that actually had the cards printed in like a TRO style that you could print out play. And, and play oh. with. And it just, I found that really, really funny that, you know, a, Matt, a Timberwolf was 29 points and now I think it's like 57. So, yeah, way <laughs> under, way under. It's gone through some revisions, if you will. Maybe they didn't realize what kind of monster they were making when they first adopted it. Well, and all, like all things, they need to have an adjustment period, so... There is there is table testing. And by the way, since there is testing, we would be more than happy to test anything that people want to throw at us and review back. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Matt, I, one of you guys down there should really become an agent. Um, I think Catalyst is missing out on not having you guys be on or have somebody there that can play test because you guys have a regular group. and uh, This is true. Right? We do have more of a regular group than other places, which is, you know, Battletech, few and far between. Because we, we did a play test up here of some new stuff coming down the pipe, and um, it, it, has a, it has some potential, so I'm, I'm excited to see where we're going to go with that. And that one I hear is off limits for the discussion. Unfortunately, I cannot say anything about it other than I am hopeful that excited things will come out and we'll have another another rule set. Fair enough. A good one. Tommy. So, Tommy, what do you think about that? I. Uh, you guys got. St- got into talking about stuff that I went right over my head so uh, but you have to have an opinion on something I, I'm good hey what, what's okay I'm good on uh, starting uh, continue with uh, our group and, and whatnot but I don't know about being a uh, demo agent that's just me. I'm just, I don't know. That's just me. Life's, okay. life's busy on my end. That's true. There, there's a certain amount of time that each of us have to, you know, facilitate whatever we can. And family is definitely more important when it comes to, you know, biting the bullet. And this is a hobby. Yep. What? I thought it was a way of life. <laughs> no, no. If it was a way of life, I would actually be carrying said laser pistol that I was promised. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, let's talk about the box sets that uh, that did come out. We we had a little bit of a review when we were doing that uh, that streamed um, game that we had. Aaron, how did you feel about the, how the box sets were laid out and what was in them? Um, I thought, I thought the mechs were gorgeous. I still think, I mean, whoever, 
whoever worked on those, whoever got those, the artwork, the, the molding, whatever, fantastic job, because um, all of them look great. The only problem is you put them next to, like, the other Battle Mech Lands packs, it just, something looks, you know, they're kind of, start, it's like the, kind of the before and, this and is, the after, after uh, the, the diet. Kind of, this is my, this is my big, this bit. is my big brother, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> But um, no, it, they were fantastic. Um, I think I, I like everything that's in the new box sets that are coming out sometime soon. Um, I've heard Octoberish, but uh, as a store owner, I have not actually seen or heard any actual street dates. So I think it actually got I, pushed to December, if not first quarter next year. Yeah, which doesn't. I, I wanted to tag tag on with that too that uh, you know some some new new players were asking today like hey has you guys heard anything is it still October is it moving on we said meh you know it's, it's been said October but it could be Christmas time or January who knows yeah we'll just have to wait I'm just to see a new box set out there is which is really just, unfortunate just because out. it is a I, I, it's a fantastic product. Um, it's, yes. It is relatively cheap. Um, being a, a oh, long, yeah. being a long-standing BattleTech player, I was the only thing that I was disappointed with was just the the number of mechs that came in the box. Um, you know, third edition came. Everybody with 20, wanted twelve. Third edition came with twenty-five. Um, At least a company would have been due. Well, I think if anything, you know, I, w I would have thought maybe the minimum would have been 16 so that you could have had two lances um, to, you know, a, a box set that would get you playing, side, yeah. playing with, with two lances to a side. But um, that all being said, it's a great box set. Um, the mechs, like Aaron said, they're fantastic. Um, I'm excited to see, you know... <laughs> I'm patiently waiting. If anybody at Callus is listening for my Marauder, um, any day now would further be great. installments. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Here's something for you guys, and I I don't know anything about it. I'm just shooting from the hip. But would you guys pay? Would you guys pay seventy five to a hundred dollars for the box set if it was made here stateside, where we knew we weren't going to go through the bullshit that we're going through right now? I would pay more money for a U.S. made product I could pick up at a factory if I had to as well before I'd wait for it to come slowly on a ship and cost less. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yes, I think so too. Um, but that's not everyone. The, so, no, yeah. and, and I just, I, I, I'm just curious from, from our group. I, I had thoughts that it would probably play out the way I thought it would, but I was just curious um, you know, whether you guys would be open to something like that or not. Because it seems like every time we get a new product or something new is coming out, you know, China does something that causes things to be delayed, and while in one respect, you know, Catalyst will make the statement, hey, we didn't do anything, you know, it was completely beyond and outside of our control. 
the question I, you know, continually will ask as a player is then why do we still why are we still going overseas? And I know it's yeah. I know it's a price thing. I know it's you know, because we can get cheaper product, whatever, but it's uh it's been tough. Andrew, do we need to get you? Like, I don't. Squeezy, I don't have toys? a pen in my hand. Jesus, <laughs> you guys are killing me. There's something. Something's going on. Oh, I'll just mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we still want to hear you speak. Um, we just don't want to hear you like. <laughs> Tommy, that might you get, you that might be me breathing. I don't know. Right. No, that's me. I, I have the I have the nasally voice. <sighs> I would prefer products from the United States as well, but I, I understand. Hell where, yes. Uh, Hell yes. Where Catalyst is coming from, if if they uh, if it, if they're saying it's China's fault why a product is is uh, being slow or why it's not getting out on the shelves because of that. Maybe it's time to go somewhere else, but that personal opinion, of course. So, um, yes, because that's that's kind of leaving the customers at the at the door with you know China having to deliver when they can. But you also, well, I think, I think, I think the big the biggest point, the biggest thing there is is price. Right. Yes. It, in China, yes, if, if, the, if Catalyst can get the box made in China for ten or fifteen bucks, where it's going to cost them thirty or thirty-five dollars here, you know, that's to make true. The same you know, if it came down to if it came down to they had to use China to make it in order to even get it accomplished, that's that's one thing too. Yeah. But you also have to realize this is a game company, and every game company deals with China, and if you yeah. can't. After 25 or so years, 30 years of, of, of having your products made in China and, and shipped over here or whatever, and you can't figure that out, you can't plan that, that's 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 just bad managing. Um, so it could be it could be both sides. I'm pretty sure it is both sides. Um, but yeah. because a product is slow getting from here to China, that's always the case. But, I mean, it doesn't need to be. You just need to schedule it. And you need to just figure that out and take that into effect. Um, but yeah, would it be nice if it was all made here? Hell yeah, it would be. But it's not. <laughs> so there are a few other things that we kind of noticed, like um, just oh, the, the Alpha Strike. Card. It's 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 yeah, it's a great product. Um, just some of the small little tidbit. Nick Pity things we we noticed just that were semi in, insignificant. Were, well, I just I don't um, some of the, some, of, some of the hex bases are off a little bit, you know, to one side and I don't, like like you said, Aaron, the Alpha Strike cards some were not um, by themselves where you could rotate them. They had two different mechs on you know, either side, so you couldn't separate the lances. Was it was it the Battlemaster? Battlemaster and awesome. Yeah, it was the Battlemaster yeah, and awesome you, you, are on the same side, <clears throat> are the same card. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't separate that. That was a that's, that's a kind of dumb. a big gig. That that's dumb. kind of a big gig. Somebody obviously didn't go through that very well and go, oh hey. And that guys, that guys, comes, hold on. Comes, I, I yeah. think part of the part of the deal though too here was is that they wanted to have stock for Gen Con, so. 
I do know that's and that's why you got the map sheet separate. Is hurried a little bit, yeah. There was oh. they were they were pushed a little bit, so I I, I, I have the, every confidence that those pushed, things will get sorted out by the the shelf. So I mean, I was thrilled. I was just I can, thrilled that I they had say that. Alpha Strike cards in the box. Like I like yeah. the fact yes. that they went Alpha Strike and BattleTech. You could do yeah. both. Yeah, that that opens up you know two options instead of just one for each new player, and. You can you can develop both worlds of classic, you know, individual in-depth play and the Alpha Strike large group of, of battles with multiple units. I, I would be really interested to know how those numbers shake out as we get new players. New players, do they go Alpha Strike or do they go classic or are they either or? I think it would be really an interesting number to to get as to which way people are falling. Is there any way we could find a contact for metrics on how Catalyst is viewing some of that feedback? Honestly, I don't even know, I don't even know see. I don't even know if they have a way to capture it. To be honest with you, that'd be cool if we could find some of that out. Maybe uh, maybe we'll just have to call a company <laughs> if they if they'd be nice enough to share stuff like that because it may be neat to know that kind of stuff I can reach out to Brent and see but um, I, I don't know if they have a way to track that or not uh, I, they have to they have to have a customer um, you would think of, uh, you would think but again remember feedback. this is a small game company trying to make it happen true but you know Brent's a pretty out, outstanding outgoing kind of person I think he could he could make that happen I think they got enough okay. on the plate already. Yeah, true. Nothing like down. I know I would if I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirty light years at a time, right? Yeah. So now, uh, moving along, we had some new tokens we found. Uh, Andrew, you got a set as well. A couple sets. Yes, I did. Those came from Litco. Litco, yeah. And I picked up two sets as well. How do you have you used them? I have not yet. We used them. We used them uh, last night. We used them last night in our game. Um, How'd that pan out? Eh, I like the fact that there was a visual thing for me because there's a lot of the times where I don't really look at my cards <laughs> unless I have to mark armor. Otherwise, I know them. Uh, you know, I know what my speed is, I know what my range is, I know what damage I'm doing, you know, all that kind of stuff where I don't really look at the card per se, and then we get into firing, I already know what my skills are, I kind of got everything calculated out. Having that that token there is a visual thing for me to just say, hey, wait a minute, you got to take a step back, you got an engine hit, or you got an MP hit, or you got Heat that. problems, right. It, instead of just having that little check, another, another grease mark on the card... There's a physical thing there that says, "Hey, pay attention." So that's what I noticed during our uh, our uh, screen. Uh, what do you call it? Our streamed video game that um, we kept forgetting about what the statuses of our heat were, and uh, that is probably more on my fault than uh, anybody else. You know, and that's but yeah, and that's that, where I that that's where I really like of, those overheat dials. Again, when I, when I have to physically put something on the card, it's like writing something down to remember it. 
I physically put something there to, that registers in my head. Pay attention, you did, and, you did something. And so, more often when I look at the the piece or the miniature, that sticks out to me more than because I'll, sometimes I'll just forget to look at. Did the you guys put? Did you guys put your chits out on the table next to the mech, or did you just put them on the cards? Or what? When you had the markers, the overheat, MP hit, that kind of stuff, did you put that on the mech on the table in the battlefield, or did oh. you just put that on the card? I haven't I haven't played with the new tokens yet. Oh, I thought yeah, we we did not use the new tokens yet. Oh, okay, uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. We just we were just using uh, uh, sleeves and using. Uh, I thought uh, I thought you had said markers. you did it in your your casted game. I'm sorry. Oh no, we didn't have time. Uh, in time. We, we we did we discussed that we needed tokens, and that's why I picked um, two sets up was for that exact reason of like, hey, we we were streaming this game, we forgot how to how to uh, make sure that we were accounting for this, and and having those tokens next to the mech and the miniature was a lot more visually of a reminder than having to go back to the card. Um, so one thing we could add to the the regular game or, or to uh, even a box set or something was, hey, add tokens. I think that would be an easy thing for Catalyst to be able to say, hey, let's make these and make them available. And I mean, even do them in-house colors, right? I mean, like they did with the dice. Yeah. They, oh, they, they could probably very easily create tokens like that. Um, to help with the Alpha Strike game, I think it'd be fantastic. And even if you couldn't do house, you know, colors, the first set, you could, hey, let go, put these in our box. You know, you've already got them made, and say you develop in the next sets or the next year some house colors to go on the next next versions. I really like those heat dials with the little magnetized thing to be able to turn them and that kind of stuff. They were. They were really handy. Hmm. I'm going to get a couple of those. Oh, by the way, just as a, a side note, I was scrolling through Facebook or whatever, and I ran across. I got my monitor um, dropship showed up here the other day, too. I uh, talked the CEO into letting me spend some money, and I got that uh, mech scale union oh, that nice. showed up. It's what? awesome, by the way. <laughs> how, how big is it? Uh, it's 10 inches in diameter. Oh, wow. Or 10 inches across. Yeah, diameter. Huh. I'm going through geometry with my son again, so I should know that. <laughs> Did uh, is, is that that's going to take up some room in your uh, in your carry bag? Well, the really cool thing about <laughs> it is, is that they, they 3D printed it, and within the 3D printing, they he actually made recesses for magnets, so you can magnetize right. the whole thing and take it apart. Oh. It's pretty tight. The guy did a really, really nice job. I will plug. So, I'll plug him. It was uh, HardwareStudios.co. Um, so when do we get ours? <laughs> HardwareStudios.co. Just go look. He did a great job. I got. Uh, I got the Union and I got a Leopard. Um, they're both mechs. When do they? When do they come over, Come out with the. Uh... Overlord. I I don't know if he can afford to print that. I think if I remember reading a post, he said that the Union class ship takes a week to print. 
Holy cow. The, the detail on this thing is absolutely amazing, you guys. Side note, in addition to that, Aaron, you were talking about the larger printed miniatures at Gen Con. Yeah. Is, there any, is there any talk about maybe turning those into products? They actually uh, talked with Brent about it. They brought with two, P- two mechs to have go back with Iron Winds to see whether they could cast them in resin to make them be available as a purchasable, purchasable item. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but I know they were exploring it. That would be fantastic. I know everybody, I know everybody I, I witnessed walk past those said, when can we have these? Yeah. I actually have, um, they're, they're 160 a scale, so they're actually would work with 28 millimeter figures. Um, the Mad Cat. I have a Mad Cat, Warhammer, Longbow, Archer, and a Rifleman. So, oh, these would be right in scale with those. And another tangent and attached with what you just said, Unseens. Yeah. What about them? How are Unseens working in there? Uh, can't speak to that right now. Oh, man, we are just... Dying to get some unseen circulation. I'll, I will say that I, I that I sent an email asking for clarification that um, we the lawsuit settled. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But I did ask for some clarification, and I'm waiting to hear back on which way we're going to go with that. Um, that's really all I can say to that right now. And we hope that turns out to be a green light you later on. and me and I think the entire community would feel that way for those of us who are old enough to have those mechs. So I I think that lawsuit has basically starved this whole franchise and It was not a good thing. Fun. It sucked. Oh, for how many years? Long time. And that's why... Two decades? And then, to be honest with you, that was one of the arguments that I had was just, hey, it's all settled. Let's just... Whether you make a huge announcement about it or not, I don't think it really matters. But to be able to give the community a, a solid and to, to give a little bit of a kick in the shorts, let in scenes be played on the table again. Um, I don't care if you make a huge announcement or not, but... Um, I know that there's a lot of old Battletech players out there that if they were able to come back to the table and still use the mechs that they used 20 years ago, you know, maybe we'll get two. Maybe we'll get 20. I, I don't know, but knowing that the army that you had 20 years ago is still valid and you could come to the table with it instead of having to drop another couple hundred dollars to put together a company, um... I don't know how that's not a win in anybody's book, but um, we'll see. We'll see. And those iconic figurines, those 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 chassis are extremely nice. They're beautiful compared to some of the things that are coming out now. The Phoenix upgrades um, were 
a disaster in my mind, but they needed to have the mechs with the names on them and have them be able to be in the, on the table. I am actually yeah. really looking forward to being able to put together my Dragoon Alpha Able Battalion and have uh, an unseen marauder next to a new seen marauder next to a wolverine next to a new seen wolverine. It'd be a lot of fun to see those two pieces or those those two different interpretations next to each other. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Great. One thing I would like to see, um, I don't know about anybody else, but it would be kind of cool if, if um, we were talking about pop-out pieces, if there was pop-out pieces to make buildings. Um, just me personally. That I'd second that in a heartbeat. It would just be. I know that Iron Winds, the Iron Winds did have a small line of buildings that you could buy that were all resin cast. Um, they weren't too outrageously priced. Um, but I mean, it's out there if you really want to go balls to it. Um, Z-Scale, I know a lot of folks are using Z-Scale buildings from model railroads to have buildings. The problem with that is, is they can be a bit expensive because they're model trains, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I agree with you with, with moving to Alpha Strike and having freeform movement, um, I really like the, the way the terrain looks now doing Alpha Strike. Um, I know that you had miniature rules with Battletech, but we just, we never played it that way. Um, personally, I would like to go that route just because I think the terrain looks so much better when what is on the table is represented on, on the space that's being used. There isn't this extrapolation of, well, that hex is 30 meters across. And what it is is what it is. That's... <laughs> I'm yeah. excited for that. We've always had a lot of fun over the years. Um, you know, like like Aaron used to say, I I'm a big fan of going through old appliance boxes to find the foam cutouts that look great as concrete reinforced bunkers. And it's been I've I've done that myself too, following suit where. You can find several pieces just right out of foam pieces right out of a, an appliance box that actually look pretty good as like a, a a mech or vehicle bunker or an airplane hangar and having something that would be product made um, nowadays would be perfect yeah for just a little um, just a little tip whenever you buy anything that's yep. manufactured like food wise just like look at the packaging or something like that flip it upside down and then tell me like that does not look like a huge you know generator or some fancy hotel just spray it concrete paint it up they look great i have i have a whole bunch of uh cardboard spacers for like we got a food processor and the ends were cardboard molded things for giving cushion and space in the box. And well, I grabbed those and turned those, like you said, upside down and went, ooh, 
there's a there's a big building. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. You, they're yeah, cheap. They're easy. Yeah, uh, super they cheap. look they look really good. So yeah. Out. Like hey, you're gonna use that empty box? No, I'm gonna take the foam out of it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Thanks. I, I even even some people have taken um, pieces of paper and just cut like a a finger length piece of paper and then folded it the long way down the middle and it kind of looks like a um, like a GP small or GP medium tent that you could put up on the battlefield. I mean, it, it, you could have that much fun with just, just a l- most little amount of imagination and crafts. And it's just, it works wonders. And props to Tommy too for uh, building some of those 3D terrains. A four by eight canyon. You gotta love when you got that many square feet of sheer drop off in a <laughs> river that there's no bottom. <laughs> what uh, I'm looking at show notes here. What do you mean by hex bases on mini offset? What are, What are you getting at? On that? When okay, good, good. Thanks. Sorry, good question. When, moving no, on. that's that's perfectly on. That's good. Well, we gotta make some, make up some time too. Um, there, there, there are these hex bases at the in the uh, the box sets that are attached to your miniature on the bottom. Now, say if your mech is looks like it's torso twisted, and you look at the hex base for the front edge, which way does it actually lean to? Does it lean towards the lower half of the body, the upper half of the body, in between? Is it kind of squared off? It's it's to that point where. Which way is the hex and the mech supposed the to rule face? Is always, the and rule is always which way the feet are pointing. Your front side hex is always what, which way the feet point. It's just it's just some mechs are confusing. Well, in the, in the new box set, absolutely. I mean, I pick up the Shadowhawk and... Ding, and ding. The, you got one toe pointed off to the left-hand side. You got the front toe pointed straight at you, which is the front side. I don't know, but yep. I, I know that, and I've started doing this as well. What I'll do is, is when I get the miniature painted, I'll put a carrot, you know, or a dot, or put f- caution stripes on what is the front of the mech, or what, what hex side is the front, just so that there isn't any confusion, or, you know, you don't have to have a conversation around that. Um, oh, we can, though. But, no, I it's agree it, with I you. I mean, again, for new players, I, that's, I that's gold and stuff. Again, one of those rushed type of things. You know, looking, I, I got them all sitting right here, the commando. Both the feet point at a at a point on the hex instead of a flat side. So, yeah, I don't know if it was a Battlemasters the same way. We're, here's another question, too. Um, were the Did the beginner set have elf strike no. cards? No. So the beginner set wouldn't have the ability to have Alpha Strike unless it went to Master Unilist or if they got the complete box right. set. Yeah. So some of those little issues. I really appreciated the artwork on all those box sets. Uh, they were fun. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> They're gorgeous. <clears throat> Did any of you guys? Did, did any you guys, of you guys read the short novella oh, sorry. in each of them? I did not yet. Did you notice at the end? Of, I, at the end of I, the book, I, they actually I, have I, the pictures of a jump ship or a drop ship or of the mechs 
like the old school novel uh, novels did. You know, you got to the end and you had the glossary, and then at the back of back of back of the book, they had a couple of pictures. You know, the line art from the TRO. This little novella has that again as well. It's just kind of that was kind of fun to see. I completely agree because, like, when I open up a novel, I, I that's what I look for. Yeah, I look at the cover, I look at the back, read it, and then I look for the illustrations in the book. That's like the first one of the first things I look for um, to actually give the book a little bit of more notoriety on how it was made. Um, especially like yeah, like you said, like the older books, they have illustrations every couple chapters or in the back of the book. And that is paramount, especially for new readers to get that um, little bit of imagination sewn in to what they what the what the authors and the game writers want you to see a little bit and pick up on. It's like I've been reading uh, currently I've been reading uh, Fire for Effect one of the Battlecore Anthology, Volume 4, edited by Jason Schmetzer. And that has uh, illustrations in the back, and occasionally it'll have an illustration in between stories. And I love how that illustration between the stories coincides to the mechs in the story. That is awesome. And I've really started to appreciate uh, Schmetzer's uh, writing ability. I'm, it's, I'm it's reading, really more I'm reading the anthology. Like a, like a pilot. I'm reading the anthology legacy, which is a very different way of, of writing. They don't follow a warrior. They follow a mech. That's a grasshopper. And it starts. That sounds it's cool, really, too. It's been really fun reading about how from one story it gets to the next and it goes from one side of the sphere to the other side of the sphere. Oh, that could be fun. It. It's, it's been a really fun book to totally read. Totally awesome. It's a really fun book to read. I picked it up on, it, it it, up it, on Amazon. It talks about like the, the data plate, right? It talks about like the data plate in the, in the cockpit. Yeah, everybody, the, the big thing is, is all of the pilots <clears throat> that have ran that particular grasshopper has their name etched or signed inside of the cockpit so it goes you know it, huh. i think where the story i'm on right now is the mech is 300 years old and it's been rebuilt probably four or five times now <laughs> to me to me that sounds exactly what i want to see in a storyline for a, a mech warrior because i mean, coming from a military background of sitting in a vehicle that's been used you know most expensive piece of equipment cheapest bidder you've had you know 20 drivers in that same vehicle or 20 gunners in that same vehicle and you have all these quirks about it like you said so many people put their name in it some people put in like a slogan of like you know last 25 days till end of deployment or you know, Staff Sergeant Horez is a Kai Wag. You see on every overpass in Iraq. You know, those kind of things really put personality in those stories. And the detail of that really gets picked up by veterans 
because they see that as you've gotten that from the idea of wartime because it, it happens all the time. And that's really cool to me. Hmm. Well, I'm going to try to check that book out. It's, it's a good read, meantime, uh, I, I highly suggest it. Right, in the meantime, I've been thinking about, about going back to the Kerensky, uh, the, the trilogy. trilogy? I just finished. I just finished reading the uh, the novella short stories for Redemption Rift, or I'm sorry, yeah, Redemption yeah. Rift, yeah. Um, yeah, a thirty-one forty story about Dragons and retaking the Reach. Um, just because I was, I, I you know, we're moving the story forward, so I need to get some current Dragoon units <laughs> painted and, and ready to go. So mm-hmm. I had to reread mm-hmm. and get, yeah, get some information. <laughs> Okay. I, I as well had uh, yeah I, I PM'd you about um, I PM'd Andrew about uh, discussing more Dragoon units because I was reading about in this Fire for Effects some more um, Jihad with uh, uh, Blakus or the Wolf Dragoons and the oh who's it the Wobbies fucking robes <laughs> the rose, yeah. It's kind of interesting how they have some terms <laughs> for for the enemy, and uh, I I I really enjoyed the the battle scene of um, how they turn turn coded. Um, like, hey, we got Comstar coming in to relieve us, and all of a sudden, like, uh, okay, I'm gonna let you you know start running the front here, and I'm gonna go check in and get refitted. Oh, he started to blow us Carrie up. Carry Marita and the Broadsword Legion. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, you reading anything uh, Battletech-wise? The... No, i uh not reading anything Battletech-wise. I, uh, I, don't, I don't read anything right now. I listen to Bucks, and I'm not listening to anything Battletech right now either. Um, huh. Oh, oh but, but you can, because there are six novels, and... They have that new, uh, newer. Um, uh, I will. I will say. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've, the Tigers, Stealthy Tigers. They have that book on audio I, now. I as will well. tell you guys this. I awesome. did buy. I did buy all three of the Kransky trilogy in audiobook to listen to on my way to Gen Con since I was by myself in the car. And while it was fun to listen to, they were completely completely a letdown because none of the battle scenes were illustrated whatsoever. It's like you got two thirds of the book. But what do you what do you mean? Uh, there was a lot of there were a lot of parts of the book that were not in the audiobook. They They're left just not in the audio chapters book. out. Yeah. No kidding. I'm not lying. I was Wow, I, I mean didn't it was it was I, fun I to listen to those audios and I didn't even know. It notice was fun that. to listen to. But it was not. It, it isn't the book that's printed. That's terrible. But it is what it is. I mean, it was. It kept me awake and got the job done. So that's that's one thing I I missed. I didn't notice that at all. Wow. Anyway. Okay. I'll note to self. Uh. Anybody have any uh, interesting epic games they've had lately? Besides getting new people in, we don't have time to go into bat reps. 
Alright, very well. So, anybody got shout outs? Listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our faithful listeners that have stood by for us to come out with another podcast two and a half months after the last one, maybe. No. Yeah, that's no. true. We've had some we've had some awesome emails from uh, Joshua Jury. Um, he's been discussing what's uh, made a question. I think what's better, defense or offense in BattleTech Classic or Alpha Strike? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna shout out everyone on that's joining the Facebook page. That's fun. Um, we had a couple of new guys uh, just join a couple of days ago, and. They're like, oh, yay, there's a group uh, online and stuff like that. We're like, hey, post your pictures and stuff like that. We always like to see uh, games that are going on everywhere else. And uh, and if you aren't uh, a part of the Wolfsnet Radio, Wolfnet Radio podcast Facebook page, uh, just type us in Facebook and, and uh, join up, and we'll get you uh, approved as soon as possible. So um, just a bunch of guys that uh, like to sit around talk about uh, Battletech so oh and a shout out to Craig White because he will not listen to the last episode because he refuses to hear his voice uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like have you, have you guys put a new podcast out I says no why he's like well I refuse to listen to the last one because uh, my voice is terrible and I refuse to listen to my own voice <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny We've all been yep. there. It'll pass. You get over it. So, to uh, the show with uh, Josh or Jury, I, I, I'd say offense is always a little bit better strategy, but you can't help but take up a good defensive position when you got partial cover. I like partial cover. And jumping to <laughs> that partial cover is awesome. That's just me, though. Marcus Giovanni with Avanti's Angels, no matter what, he dictated the battle. So it doesn't matter whether you're on offense or defense. You can get your your opponent to start reacting to you. It really doesn't matter. So Another shout-out to uh, Timothy Reeder, who's been teaching his 9-year-old how to uh, play Battletech. So oh. kudos to you for teaching young Good kids. You, bud. Yeah. Awesome. Get them young. Get him young, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with good, you know, father, mother, child time and having fun playing games. Hey, my twelve year old boy came with me last yesterday and he was up he was up yep. pretty late last night, but he had a pretty good time, so as a dad I had a pretty good time with him too, so And there was one question out of there, how how do you create a a faction unit? And you guys need to work on your sound quality. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. The last one we had, I had Max here, and we tried a different recording piece. And I know my end of the my end of the recording was horrible. So I apologize. We're not going to have that happen again the next time. So, and we'll try and uh, work on some editing schedules too. We've we've got a couple things that are still pending as well. And we'll um, on the on the question side, I know Alf, if you go to the master unit list um, to build, you can. Uh, it does have like a factions thing you can click on. 
and you can kind of see what are some of the uh, I don't know if they give you the exact roll table for it but um, there are a ton of information out there on roll tables for individual like house units or merc units or stuff like that I know that combat manual mercenaries and combat manual manual curita are out that do have um, faction list tables and random random table rolls that you can use to create forces um, I I believe I, I'm memory may not be serving me correctly but I do believe that the you know the other combat manuals for the other houses are planned so they will hopefully be forthcoming um, but at the end of the day you know <laughs> like we just said in in legacy we've got a grasshopper that's been around for 300 years and it's it's covered the sphere it's gone from Merrick to uh, Lyran to the periphery to the clans to Cappies. So <clears throat> at the end of the day, if you're happy with the, you know, play the mechs you want to play and, and make a story. There's no reason why you can't have a, a, an Orion in a Kirita Force or a, a Commando in a, in a Cappies Force. Yeah, mechs, mechs, mechs get around all over the place. Mechs get around when you start saying. And the the only issue that I guess I would say is if you got all clan mechs and you're saying you're playing a, a periphery pirate nation, you might struggle with that one a little bit. But you know, trying to within reason, um, I don't see why anybody would give you too much too much flack over it. But yeah, if you can come up with a good story, I think you can swing yeah. it again. <laughs> It's supposed to be fun. Have fun. That's end of the day. Have fun. I'd rather have you play with mis- uh, miscombobulated mechs than not play exactly. at all. Uh, Mech Factory's got uh, faction-specific lists as well, too, on the cell phone app. So... Uh, it, it's it was always nice when they'd have the uh, the updates manuals come out for the the rats the random um, unit lists and the that was always nice to have. So we'll keep working on our sound quality as well with think, headsets think this and, be fine. and testing. Oh, yeah. This one should be all right. Yep. So there there are. There's two more things with uh, before we before we start shutting her down. I had uh, two questions for the listers, if uh, if they're okay with doing facts of history or um, sort of a challenge of questioning, and uh, two of those trivia questions were: uh, what is the phrase? Painted on the side of the Eridani Light Horse Commander's Edwin Amos's mech. Jeez, you're gonna make him go digging. I, I know it might be. It's it's gonna be a little bit of a stretch, but what was painted on the side of the side of his mech? It's 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 in the literature, hmm. and you know maybe if we start doing trivia, maybe if we get an address, we might send them something cool from like. Uh, Wolfnet Radio. Hey, I'll paint a. I can paint and, up a mech and send something out. 
I like it. I like this trivia stuff. This and, is kind of cool. And the second trivia question was, this way This way, you can answer both, or you can answer one, or you can get them all wrong. Either way, it's still fun feedback. The other one was... Um, Did you just lose <laughs> your spot? <laughs> I, I did. I had a brain fart. That's right. Boots and saddles was the phrase painted on the side of... <laughs> Shit. Good job. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Edit. Edit that one out. Edit. Radio, radio edit. It's a trivia. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting you for you fell to start for reading it. I was waiting I think for you to start reading it. Like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. That made. I was just kidding. I was that just kidding. made there the was one. There was one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, come on. Back on track. Back on track. Matt, what's the second trivia question? Uh, I don't think there is one. There okay. wasn't one. <laughs> You're terrible. I'm oh, oh, sorry. God, from edit. Awesome. I, I I just threw it out there. You know what? I'm gonna leave that all in, and I'm just gonna bleep it for a little bit. I'm just gonna. I'm that's just that's gonna fine. Bleep. Well, yeah, just just bleep yep. all the curses nope. and, I'm not and bleep all the curses. It'll just be when I say when I say boots and saddles is the phrase. Like it'll just be a long beep, and then I'll just keep everyone like <laughs> laughing at me. That'll be funny. God, that was fantastic. That's cool. <laughs> oh god, that's all good. Right. Questions and answers, comments. That that. I'm coming back. <laughs> Three, two, one. So, questions, answers, and comments can be directed towards WNRP at WolfStreetGoons.com. Plus, you can reach us at Facebook. Uh, just type in WolfNet Radio uh, Facebook group page and click the join, and I will approve you as soon as I see it pop up on my phone. And as always, we want to thank you, the listeners, for... Uh chatting in and then being with us uh, for this podcast. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow and uh, send some feedback please. We enjoy it and give us a challenge. We like it. Ooh, trivia questions for us. Ooh, trivia. <laughs> there you go, Aaron. Alright, thanks everyone. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh, thank you. Did it sound a little bit more upbeat? Oh! We still need a wolf. I just did it. (laughs) And I had no problems with my logging on. Yay. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to believe me if I didn't make a mistake like that. Because <laughs> I was waiting for you to someone... Because someone always, someone always jumps in. Someone's always like... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you have to make it believable. Uh-huh. Name and date. Is that in that little cue card that has like the?
I always just put like number four, or number three, or number two, or number one. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> we. Oh, could you could you send us the? I mean, I know you're busy, but when you, when you do see well, like the down rate download rates, I'm a little drunk right now. You see like the the download rates and where they're coming from. That'd be kind of cool to see, like on the clan net. Why not? They're coming from they're coming from Germany. It's coming from the homeland, Andrew. <laughs> Where the Barrenses are from. And I knew we were going to be big in Germany because you know the only other two languages you see besides English on novels is Spanish and German. And the interesting thing is with those different language novels, they have different illustrations and different art on the front, which was kind of cool to see. So like the Kerensky trilogy has completely different illustrations on the book, which is kind of, I, I kind of wanted to get them, but I was like, well, I'm never going to read them. Do you need a, do you need a password log book? That's what we do. I have a little book for all the passwords. Do we want Jake to edit some of those other little ones we got? Because we have, we've, we've, because I think we just have like 45 minutes worth of unedited stuff still in there, the, the three, uh, the commercial and two segments, which would be kind of cool.